Everyone deserves a chance in the driver's seat. For GM and Revolt, that means leading the way on the road to an all-electric future and envisioning a world with zero crashes, zero tailpipe emissions, and zero congestion. GM's committed to making EVs accessible for everybody. That means you too. So what are you waiting for? GM's got the keys. You grab the wheel. Learn more about an all-electric future and the 000 initiative at GM.com. GM, everybody in. What's up, y'all? This is Biddy from DGB. I'm here to put y'all up on game about Anchor. Now, if you haven't heard about Anchor by Spotify, let me give you a quick rundown. Now, basically, it's the easiest way to make a podcast with everything you need all in one place. Now, here's how it works. Anchor lets you record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. So no matter what your setup is, you can start creating today. That means you can't make no excuses about you got to go on Amazon, get this microphone, get this certain camera. I need this and that. No, you can go right on Anchor, record today. Then you can distribute your podcast to the most popular listening platforms, including Spotify and any other places where you uh, listen to podcasts. Um, You can do that with a single tap. It's easy. Just record, click. Anchor is also the only place where you can publish video podcasts to Spotify. Now, with Anchor, creators can earn money in a variety of ways, including ads and podcast subscriptions. And best of all, Anchor is totally free. All you got to do is go download the Anchor app or go to anchor.fm to get started. So what's your excuse, man? Get started. Like, now. What's up, y'all? It's your girl, Richie. And I just jumped off the porch with Dirty Glove Bastard. Valentino We have the one and only Richie Ree off the porch today. How are you feeling? I'm feeling ecstatic to be here. I'm excited. Now, I know the, through these crazy times, like a lot of creatives have had creative block, but how have you been able to stay motivated creatively throughout the quarantine? So the thing that I've been doing lately is just recording more, staying in the studio. I actually have an um, at-home studio set up at home. So if I have anything in mind, I call my producer, I call my friend, he's an engineer as well, and we just chop it up like that. Lately, I've been dropping like Friday freestyles and stuff here and there just to keep the content going, you know. Um, outside of that, it's just all music related, honestly. Um, Atlanta, as we all know, is open. It's open as hell. So if I got a hosting, I'm going to my hostings. If somebody want me to do a walkthrough, I'm gonna do a walkthrough. I'm gonna keep myself busy by all means necessary. Now I was creeping on your Instagram, of course, and I saw <laughs> that you recently had a show in Savannah. How oh did God. it feel to hop back on the stage again? Yo, like Savannah, shout out to Savannah. Savannah, Georgia, that, their energy was amazing. With it being my first show this year, um, I was nervous a bit because I had been on a stage in like six months since COVID and stuff. And then I also brought dancers. I'll dance, but I danced that night. I did my thing, I did my thing. But um, no, I was excited, I was nervous. The girls, they did their thing. We did the, all the little choreography, the outfits. We did, we did Beyonce, that's what I said I did. <laughs> we did the Beyonce. And now, oh, I'm sorry. No, you good. Now, since this, that was your first show, how in the world did you shake off your nervousness? Patron, <laughs> Pat Ron, my favorite drink. Um, but also just, I always, I try to pray before any show, 
in, after every show. Um, you know, just had a little conversation with him up there. And I'd be good, you know. I feel like even if you've been doing this a long time, I feel like if they tell you it's not nerve-wracking sometimes, they're lying. Because I don't care how good you are. You still gonna be a little nervous. You're gonna have a little nerves. It don't even necessarily gotta be like nervous. It's just be those jitterbugs, like, you know, the butterflies. For me, I think it mainly be my um, anxiety. I'm excited. I just wanna get it done and make sure I just nail that shit like on the head. So, yeah. Now, I know that you are from Flint, Michigan, mm -hmm. and I really want you to give me a little insight on what it was like for you growing up there. Oh, man. Flint, Michigan, 810. Shout out to Flint, Michigan. It was amazing growing up, honestly. As a child, my parents, they didn't allow us to um, know when we were struggling, which we had our struggles, but the way my parents were, they hid that shit great. Like, I think about it today, me and my siblings, we talk about it, we'd be like, dang, we never knew this or we never knew that. It's because they hit it so well. Um, but growing up in Flint, man, everybody's a family. I ain't gonna say was a family because we still like a little knit family. Everybody know each other in every little part of the community, north side, south side, we all know each other. Your auntie was my auntie, your granny was my granny. Um, even times when my parents had to go to work, we ain't had no babysitter, we ain't had no nanny. Auntie cross street watching you, she gonna make sure your lights off, all that good stuff. And the food, oh my God, the food, Still the best to this day. Anytime I go home, I have to have a big John steak and onion and Halo burger, which is the bomb. And um, I miss, I do miss like being a kid. I used to get out of school, go home, grab like a dollar from my mama and run to the corner store and get me this big old, you remember them big jumbo popsicles? Yep. They like 50 cent. Then you get some chips, you get some annihilators, get all that. It's like, now you, I'm grown as shit. And I'd be like, man, I miss those days. I miss being a kid. Man, we had, we had a really good childhood, if you think about it. Like, we could just openly go to the store, go to yes. the candy lady. You don't like, have to all worry about that. the crazy stuff that go on today. You know, like, I am thankful for all the things that I've, you know, gone through as a child from a teenager because it made me who I am today. Um, but I would not change anything whatsoever. Anything as a child up until now. Who were who you listening to growing up? Oh my God, Bone, Bone Thugs and Harmony, 3-6 Mafia. People I had no business, and it's because my brother, like I look up to him, he's my, he's my inspiration, and he's the reason I got into music. He produces beats, he raps as well, but he's not mainstream or anything. But um, growing up, I used to watch him all the time in my mama's basement, and I used to try to sneak down there and be with him and his friends, and it never worked. But um, yeah, I'm 3-6 Mafia, Bone six. Bones, Thugs and Harmony, Missy. I love me some Missy, that she's my, she's my, that's my, I gotta work with her one day, just feel like that. And um, I love the old school stuff too. Like my parents, we used to travel and we used to listen to like Izzy Brothers and The Whispers. And even today in my music, like I love samples. If you listen to some of my stuff, I love samples. I'm a sample girl. Now, what would you say is one of the biggest life lessons you learned? Um, my biggest life lesson has been pretty much just being patient, learning how to be patient. I think we sometimes lose the true goal perception as to what we're trying to get to by losing the patience. When I first started this, I thought I was the best. I thought I was that. Well, I am that bitch, but I'm just saying like, I felt like I was ready. You know, I was, I was ready to go on fucking TV, that's how I was feeling, but I wasn't. And 
I did a lot of things like putting out a project prematurely just because I wanted to be heard, I wanted to be respected, I wanted, I wanted all this, but it wasn't time. So it's like, I'm learning still how to be patient. I'm learning that everybody gets their turn eventually. We don't know when it may happen, you know? But for me, the hardest thing for me has been being patient as a kid too. Like, whoo, I was that kid. Mama say don't touch the stove, <laughs> touching the stove. Like I'm impatient, so mine would have to be being patient. Yeah. Right before pursuing your rap career, what were you up to? Oh my God, what wasn't I up to? So everybody who know me knows I love to do anything I put my mind to. Um, I was finishing school, dentist school, well hygienist, and then I had a cosmetic line called Bougie Cosmetics, and I was modeling. Like I had a lot going on, but none of it made me feel whole. None of it made me like feel like I was doing something right. The money was cool, it was all right, you know, but I was like, eh, can I see myself doing this forever? And I couldn't, so. And then I, don't, I had no business doing nothing dental related. I hate breath. I hate it, I hate it. Ugh. And then I was like in, in the endo, endo um, offices where they're doing like root canals. Just nasty. I, one, quick story, I had to go into a patient's room with a doctor and I was just assisting and he took the thing off the back of the tooth and you could just smell it. And it was just, oh, I couldn't do it. That was it for me. I was like, nah, this ain't right. I, I thought maggots was gonna start coming out of it or something. That's how bad it's <laughs> But yeah, I knew that one for me. Ooh, so I bet when a dude approaches you, the first, oh, first thing, thing you I look, look at, at is his teeth. And um, my nose is great. I smell everything. Sometimes I hate it because I smell everything. But like, yeah, I'm looking at your teeth. And that don't mean you got to have the veneers. That don't mean you got to have like perfect teeth. Just make sure them shits is clean. And they look good, you know. I don't, I don't know, yellow, you know. Get that shit clean. <laughs> Now, what did it take for you to finally take that leap and just be like, you know what, I'm going to start rapping? Oh, my God. So a part of it is my manager and his cousins. So they were at his house, at my manager's house, recording one time. And I was there. Me and another girl was there. And um, I don't know. They was having fun. I was like, I want to go in there, see what they're doing, being nosy. And I go in there and they like, get in the booth, Bree. I'm like, huh? They like, get in the booth, you, you love music, get in there. I'm like, nah, I'm good. Sat in there for like another hour. I was like, fuck it, <laughs> I'm gonna go in there. And I laid some shit, but I didn't think they was actually recording and they was recording it. And these niggas literally, next few days, mixed it, changed some shit around. And it was a song and it was called, If I Want To. <sighs> it was to the Uchiwali beat song, Nas and them. So I thought it was lit, no lie. I thought the shit was hard. Send it to my brother. <sighs> he hurt my feelings, but truth hurts. <laughs> but I, we still put it out. We still put it out. We still put that song out, and it did alright. But listening to it today, I want to take it still up. I want to take it down so bad, but manager won't let me. He like let people see your, you know, diversity and your growth and that. I'm like, yeah, that's true. But damn, like that song, like can you please take it down? And now they gonna now they gonna go look at. Look up that damn song. Yeah. <laughs> Could you spit a verse from that song? <laughs> Woo. Ooh, no. It's so it's so whack. It's so whack. It's so chatty. Like <laughs> we say chatty up north. It's so chatty. And that's not talking. It's whack. Nah. You gotta go listen to it though. And you're gonna laugh. Okay, I'm gonna listen to it because you told me about oh, it. God. So <laughs> so bad.
In order to get to where you are now, what distractions did you have to cut out? Oh man, my distractions, being honest to God, is problems back at home, my family, and it's just the honest God truth. You know, with me living in another state, I have no family here. All my family is back up north. Um, so I, I worry about my parents, you know, my siblings, the water situation. Like I worry about a lot. I have nieces and nephews who call me a lot for stuff. Like I worry about not being able to hold up my part. Cause I sometimes, I look at myself as a provider. I'm the youngest out of five kids, but I am like the most responsible for some odd reason. And they look up to me and that's, and I, and I have no, you know, I have no problem with that, but sometimes it's like, that thought in the back of my head of not being able to do for them, it hurts my feelings, it crushes me. So that makes me go a hundred times harder because there is no giving up. There is no, all right, this ain't gonna work. It's no more time for that. That was then, I was, couldn't make my mind up. I couldn't do none of that. This is, this is the thing, this is it. Like somebody was like, well, what you gonna do if it don't work? No, it's gonna work, period, it's gonna work. That's my biggest thing in the back of my head. What if I can't? You know, and if I can't right then and there, I'm gonna get it done eventually. <laughs> I'm gonna get it done. I feel that. Mm -hmm. With you being an independent artist, what would you say are some misconceptions about being independent? So misconceptions of being independent. Um, you can't go to radio. You can. I, you can. Um, for me, I'm actually about to get ready to go to radio with my single on the floor. Um, for the simple fact that. From my look, okay, I look like I'm signed. Clearly, that's what they say. But this shit was not free. I bust my ass for this. The streams, the shows, all of that. I do this because I want to look a particular way. It's not because everybody else is doing it. I used to look up to these same people like, yo, I want this, I want that. Now that I'm able to do it, I'm going to do it. So when people say, oh, you signed, they're like, you can't be getting that on your own. you got to be signed to a label label, like a major label. No, I'm not. I'm not. I have a freaking fin a financial advisor. I, I got this, like I know what I'm doing. But that's like one of the main misconceptions with me is they don't believe that I'm independent. They're like, no, ain't no way. I'm not signed whatsoever yet. But you know, that's the biggest misconception for me lately, I think. Now, what has kept you an independent artist for so long? Um, the fact that I can move around and maneuver when I want, how I want, and I have a lot more, um, you know, say, as you could think, if I, if I could say that, you have a lot more say so. Um, one thing that kind of scares me with the whole labels, I don't want to get shelved. Like, you know, you have some labels that come sign you just to keep you out the way of another artist. Like, I don't want that. If you sign me, I really want you to look at me as um, a product that you can, event, you know, I'm a product. That's what I am. That's what they look for. I want you to be able to see me and say, I can make some shit off of her, you know, because I want to make a bag too. So at the end of the day, I don't, I don't want to be afraid to be signed, but it's like a lot of things that you hear in the industry and people that has been signed, they do tell you some stories. You'd be like, damn, that's crazy. But I'm thankful for the people that has come through and told me their little stories. Cause it's like, okay, I know not to do this. I know not to move like this. I know to be looking out for this. So it's not that I don't want to be signed. Cause I got people at the door. It's just, I have to make the right decision. Cause once you sign that line, ain't no, ain't no, um, I don't want to be signed with you no more. Ain't none of that. <laughs> you, you stuck in for however long you signed for, et cetera, et cetera. Like, this ain't no job at Target, you know, mm -hmm. you go apply and you don't like it, you quit. Cause I did that too growing up. I worked at JCPenney, Taco Bell, you name it. I quit all the time. 
because I didn't like it. And that ain't what you can't do that in this. You can't do that. I wouldn't want to. I didn't put too much blood, sweat, tears, time. I ain't got time. So basically, if they want you, they gotta come with they gotta the whole come package correct. in the bag. I feel yeah, hell yeah. I'm I'm definitely the whole package. Like I'm just saying, you you have to honestly ask yourself. And being honest, I feel like everybody is not the whole package, right? So you have some people, they look, they got the look, they ain't got the sound. They got the sound, but they ain't got the look. I ain't saying I'm Beyonce, but I'm just saying, like, bitch got the look, I got the sound, the sound is getting even more polished. Like, it's just gonna only get better from there. So they have to come correct. Especially if it's, cause it's a partnership. That's what people gotta understand with labels. It's not about them just signing you. It's a partnership, it's a business. So I think once artists understand that, they'll be fine. Like, I get it. We, you my, I work for you, you know, you write my check. You know, it's a partnership. That's all that is. Now you're an independent artist. You are a black woman as well. Yes, yes, yes. How did you learn how to navigate through the industry? Um, honestly, just being myself. I take hold and I take it like I really, I cherish the fact that I, I'm a people's person. I will talk to whoever in the room if the time is fit. Like sometimes I am a little bit shy, but I like to Say somebody's like somebody that's really, really big in the room and it's my manager or it's my DJ. I'll talk to my DJ or my manager and say, yo, is that so-and-so? And they'll say, yeah, you should go talk to him. And I'll be like, um, maybe not. And they'll, they'll literally talk me into going to talk to him or her. And I'll go and I'll just be myself. It's nothing wrong with being yourself. I learned at the very beginning, don't be something you're not because that shit will bite your ass back in the ass. Cause it's gonna come back and you're gonna be like, I said that, oh, I did that. Don't do that, just be your damn self, so. I think me making it through the industry as being a black woman, I'm very headstrong. I know what I want. I know who I am. There is no change in that, period. And I stand on that. And that's just that. <laughs> I love it. Um, how do you stay, how do you manage to stay level-headed when dealing with the industry politics? Girl, prayer, just being honest, I, I pray. You know, um, my mother, my mother, she has been there every step of the way. Um, I feel like, you know, when people be like, oh, my grandma must be praying for me. My mom, it's her. She, I've been in so many different situations just within the last two years of my safety, from just the people that's around me. Like, it's a lot that goes on in the industry. I feel like rap, just music in general, is a very dangerous, like, situation because of the things you put yourself in and the, you know, positions and stuff. Um, but my mother, I'm so thankful for her. She calls me. She makes sure I'm sane. She makes sure I'm, right, you know, level-headed because it's like we can get so caught up in this, especially living in Atlanta. You get caught up in the hype. You get caught up in all of it. And it's so much fun. It is. But it's like you sometimes, you kind of, if you get too deep, you can lose yourself. You really can. And I'm thankful for her to keep me on my toes because we talk every day. Me and my mom, we talk every day. And she knows if she don't talk to me, something wrong, something ain't right. And if she can't find me, she calling management, she calling glam, she calling somebody <laughs> looking for me. So, yeah, my mom, my mommy. Mm -hmm. It's our parents' prayers. Like I say that all the time. Like our parents' prayers be keeping I'm telling us. You. It's a blessing to have praying parents. It is very much so. And you gotta have a praying circle too. Like I'm telling you, I pray for almost every show. And if they don't hear me, I'm saying it under here. Like, yeah, God is real. I know that's right. 
Um, now, what's a crazy story that's happened to you while you're on this journey of pursuing music? <laughs> Where do we start? <laughs> um, social media is just weird. You know, I think people that got the blue check marks just honestly think they can have whoever, whenever, however. It's weird. Um, it's th the thing with me, I don't check all my DMs. I can't. But like some that I've seen and come across, it'll be certain individuals and I'll, they'll say something out of the way and I'll read it and I'll leave it on scene because I know you saw me read it and they'll see me in person and they, they just disrespectful. It's like, you know how a guy try to talk to you and you be like, oh no, I'm good. And be like, bitch, you ugly anyway. That's how it is like on social media for me. Like if I'm like literally not paying you no mind or I read it and they see me in person, they just so nasty. And I'll be like, wow, wow. this is crazy. This is crazy. I think another thing with me being a woman in the industry, I'm meeting a lot of guys now, to like now, who are res like respectful. At first it was kind of like, okay, are all y'all like this? Are all y'all like dogs? Like, cause I'm telling you, it's been situations where I'd be like, you remember on Players Club, she's like, I'm just here to dance. I'm just here to rap. <laughs> I'm just here to make music situation. And then be on something else. And I'm like, ah, oh, no, nah, that's not me. And then the person you thought you was about to work with and have some dope shit with, just because you ain't want to do something with them, they don't want to work with you no more. And you be like, damn, that's that's crazy. That's crazy. But, you know, what's for me is for me. So if, if it don't happen there, it'll eventually happen sometime down the road. Oh, okay. So this leads me with the question of what is your type? Mm. Oh, my type. Honestly, somebody asked me this a, a week ago. I'm not looking for a, mil a, a millionaire. I'm not. I'm not. It's none of that. If you have good credit, because I feel like you in your mid-20s, 30s, or whatever, you should have some good credit. Not decent. You should have some good credit. You need to have some type of stock. You need to have, if not some, education, college, some, whatever. Make your own business. I, me specifically, I cannot date a man who has a nine-to-five. I can't. Only because our schedules would not even work. With that being said, I be popping shit. I'm a rich bitch. I can't be popping rich bitch shit. You can't even take me to fucking sex because your check was this. I just can't. I'm just being honest. But if the guy, if you're talking about like personality and stuff and character traits and stuff, you know, humble, sweet. I love me a dark skinned man. Um, like good teeth, nice shoes. Cause I look at shoes too. And don't be popping shit. You really ain't got it. Cause like, you know, renting cars and all that shit. We gonna find out. We gonna find out. <laughs> I ain't got time for that. I don't, I'm not doing that. If I feel like if I got my shit somewhat together or together or whatever, you got the, my dad always said he got to match you or be beyond because that's like coming to church with a nice Sunday do, you know, Sunday, Sunday's best on and you coming in there with your dude and he in there with some sneakers on and a, a beater from the Y, he just played basketball. It just does not, it don't work. It just, it doesn't mesh good. So I just say, just have your shit together. Don't be out here on no boo, cause it's gonna come out. And that's period. And that's period because whoo, it's a lot of that going on. <laughs> it's a lot of it going on. Live beyond your means. Yeah. So what are your thoughts about the current state of female rap? I love it. I'm so here for it. The shit is, about time. That's how I feel. About time. Like, you know, we have, not had, because they still relevant, you know, Kim, Foxy, um, Eve, Left Eye, MC, 
Queen Latif, all these women, right? But to me, I feel like back then they it, they weren't being as praised as we are now. Like it's the light is being shone upon us now, whereas the back in the day it was still kind of like all the men, all the men. Yeah, you got some women, but all the men, all the men. I feel like all the women now is just like getting the the attention and you know critics and stuff that they deserve. It's been too long. Like the guys been in this for how long, and they're gonna continue to be in it, you know. But why not let the women come in, you know? I love it, I'm here for every single one of them. Somebody asked me, you think is it, is it too oversaturated with women? No, how is that? How could that be when you hip hop, as we know it, men dominated, male dominated industry, all of that, but y'all, come on, y'all talk about the women, y'all, you know, talk about the money. We got something to say too, you know? So I'm here for it, I love it. I can't not wait. Again, Missy, if you're watching this, can't wait to work with you because I'm working with sis. <laughs> I will definitely say that this female rap is like real, like we have such a variety. Yes. You know, back then it, we really just had like Nikki, but now we have like you, so Ruby long. Rose, mm -hmm. Meg Thee Stallion. It's just such a variety. I love it. And I love how everyone don't sound alike. You know, I feel like everybody has they long they left lane. Of course, you get the guys saying, "Oh, they only talking about popping this," and you know, y'all yeah, talk about the same shit, money, scamming, you name it. They talk about it. It's the same stuff. So get off of that tip. Stop hating on this ladies because we come in and they don't like it. It's fine though. We make them a little nervous. Being that Atlanta has a big music scene and a lot of people move out here to pursue their music careers, how are you able to stand out as an artist? Girl, when I come in a room, you're going to look, okay? I'm a looker. <laughs> Just got a looker. But outside of that, no, I, I think my personality, man, like say if we go to an uh, event and it's a lot of musicians there, a lot of artists there, I'm gonna make myself known in there because if I have to be the one to go introduce myself to everybody, I'm gonna do that. I'm not standing back to miss an opportunity. I'm not doing none of that. I'm gonna make myself known. I'm gonna make myself clear that I'm here. You need to know me type of situation. Like my confidence is out this world. I have a crazy confidence and I've always had this confidence even as a kid. My mom hated it. I love it, like that. this is who I am. So yeah, you're gonna definitely know who Richie is, absolutely. Speaking of confidence, when I was listening to your music, it was giving me very bad bitch energy. Mm -hmm. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely bad bitch energy, rich bitch energy, ain't taking no shit energy. Like, yeah, just honestly, like I love, I love making music. I have some songs that I haven't put out yet, like that's another side of me with emotions and stuff too, but I don't know. It's just, it's an expression. It's a situation where I feel like I can be myself and sometimes be somebody else because you know, as women, we get, we're gonna get judged for a lot. You know, we gotta be careful what we say. How many niggas did you say you fucked? You know, it's just certain things because the ear catches what it wants. And it's a lot of guys out here, they gotta be careful what they talking about because who, who listening, the feds, all type of stuff. Like you just gotta be careful on so many different basing and aspects, but absolutely. Mm -hmm. I just know your studio sessions be like lit. lit. Be lit. I gotta have Super my Pat I'll be having Casamigos. I had a Hennessy. See, I ain't about just me. I'm real big off of energy. And if you come into my session, I need your energy to be right. Um, I don't like negative stuff. 
I don't really ask for no opinions because it's not yours. It's not your music in the first fucking place. Especially if you ain't no a and you ain't none of that. You just here. Just get that understood. So it's like, if we all got that understood, we gonna have fun. I love good crowds, the energy. Um, and I have some sessions alone where it's just me and my engineer. That's cool, but I, I feed off energy. Like I did a, a record the other night. It was like 12 of us in there and it was just fun energy. And I just kept wanting to listen to it because it was just that vibe. Whereas to my emotional records and stuff, I'd be by myself because, you know, who's to say I want to cry in front, in front of somebody? It's just, it's just a vibe. It's the energy for me. You got to have that, especially while you're in work mode. Girl. You got to have good energy. Yes. yes. You recently dropped on the floor and on the flow, let me say it like on that. The flow. <laughs> but you recently dropped that single and I saw a little snippet and I was like, this is for sure like a strip. Club, club banger yeah. anthem yes what was the inspiration behind this track real homes get down on the flow the, the sample um they're bannering them like that when the guy the producer played it dre that's my engineer too he's a producer he played it it was no brainer i'm like yo what we doing we laid it and literally two days after we laid it we went to all the like strip clubs around atlanta in the daytime and nighttime, me, my DJ, my manager, and we trying to figure out what they gonna gravitate to. And I don't like people to know it's my song because I like really sitting there like watching you. Whereas today be like, you gonna get your phone out? Are you gonna record it? I'm like, nah, I want to. I really want to see if they like it. And I do that because I feel like people are gonna give you a better reaction knowing you're not there, knowing you're not watching. So that's why I do that. But um, we've been working it in the clubs and it's actually been on some you know, radio stations, actually a radio station in Texas too, um, New York here, it's, it's, it's up there. It's, it's definitely my first single I've ever put out that's caught so quick. Um, I feel like this is definitely one for the books though. Yeah, it's on the flow. Now your most recent project. Hi everyone, Jazzy Bell here from Woman in Hip Hop Podcast. And if you're a fan of music, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Woman in Hip Hop Podcast, a show that focuses on the many talents and influences from women within the culture. And is brought to you exclusively by Revolt Podcast Network. Anchored in hip hop, powered by creators. Well, your EP that you put out was Rich Bitch Chronicles. Wow, I won. saw some Trina features on yeah, there. How was absolutely. it working with her? Trina's dope, okay? Come on, she's the baddest bitch, okay? Put the emphasis on the. Now, I'm growing up, I listened to Trina, and I never would have thought in a million years I would have a freaking record with her. She's amazing. Her spirit is dope. Um, she's unapologetically her. That's all I can really say. She's a sweetheart. Um, she gave me some encouraging words when I met her. And I'll forever cherish the words and the bond that we had at that moment. So shout out to Trina, big money. <laughs> As yeah. I was listening to Rich Bitch Chronicles, my personal favorite track was When To Say When. Yay! Because you specifically said, you gotta stop being a wife when it ain't official. Can you please oh explain to the girls? Whew. I, I would love to explain to the, to the ladies, you know. Um, been there, done that. And I have siblings, my sisters, you know, they've been in relationships where they breaking their backs for this man, for this nigga, doing these wifely things. Like I grew up with my mom and dad, they've been married together 36 years. So I only saw that, but it was right. Cause they was married, right? Whereas we get in these relationships and we want to be the best woman that we can be. We want to be cute. We want to be able to 
cook, we want to be able to give him his, you know, please him, this is that and the third. Why are we doing all of this just for them to not respect you, just to lie to you, just to, you know, bullshit. Like, no, I'm not about to sit up here and give you all of me when you can't even give me 25% of you. That ain't how that go. And honestly, when I did When to Say When, I thought about Eve, Love is Blind situation. Like, that, that record will always be one of my favorites because it was a story and it took me somewhere. Although I wasn't going through that. You might know a female or a friend, a sister, somebody going through certain situations. You'd be like, damn, that's, that's that situation. And When to Say When was that. Like, I went through some shit too from When to Say When, but I know specific individuals, friends, sisters who constantly try to be the best person they can be just for a slum or from a nigga who ain't even worth it. And it, it irritates me. So yeah, don't ever let these niggas play y'all your mind. <laughs> Take y'all off your grind, sis, wasting all your time. You better read them lines, sis. You better read them signs. Uh-uh, can't do it. You can't do it. Mm -mm. Now this track that I'm finna discuss, we was playing it too. I cannot wait to talk about Coochie, Coochie Girl. Coochie Girl. It's like the girl version of Coochie Man. Coochie like, Man. Shout out to YJ. Yeah, YJ, he's from my hometown. He like my little bro. Honestly, when we recorded that song in LA, he made me literally get in my bag on that different like rap shit. Cause you know, he how he rap, you know how he do. I was like, nah, Jay, I don't wanna do that. He was like, nah, Richie, you about to do that. I was like, all right, fuck. So we just going back and forth, back and forth. And it was just, it was a vibe. It was the energy. It was dope. And I'm like, you the coochie man shit. I'm the coochie girl, nigga. He like, you know what? You can have that. You right. I was like, okay, cool. And we ran with it. Coochie girl. We actually need to shoot the video. We, we both so busy. He in and out of LA, Miami. I'm in and out of Atlanta, LA. Like we got to get together and shoot that video. Cause it's going to be lit. It's going to be lit. I can't wait. So we have On the Floor, your recent project, and then we also have the Rich Bitch EP as well. So what are the upcoming projects that we can expect this year? So this year, y'all gonna have to just sit around and wait because as of right now, I have a lot of shit in my catalog, but we plan it real different this year. So like last year, I would do all these singles and I would put them out because I would be just eager to get music out, but I'm learning it's not about that is more so about what catches. So we're on the flow, we just put out, we pushing it and we're gonna not do the video until y'all requesting for the video. Like, cause again, I'm independent. I gotta start making all these rash, irrational decisions with money and stuff. Cause I'd be so eager to put new music out and it's there. I just have to, you know, make sense of it all and just make sure that I make proper sense for not only me, but management. I'm a female, well, that's enough. And Managing a female is a lot different from managing a man because it comes with, gotta pay for hair, glam, all that stuff. So as far as projects, I'm sure a project will come out this year. Don't know when, I'm not gonna speak on it, but on the flow, go get it. Go stream that, go run that up and some more shit is coming from me, believe it. Now through your music, what is the message that you would want to get across? I'm um, just pretty much just being blankly, unapologetically yourself. Be a boss, bitch. You can be a, if you ain't, if you a nigga, be a boss at that. Like, you know, niggas, they pop shit all the time. Not necessarily like we do, but it's okay being your own boss. It's okay having a boss. However way you do it, just own it. Make your money. Cause we all know during these times right now, we, if you have been 
If you haven't cultivated a hustle during this damn pandemic, I don't know what the hell, who gonna help you? I don't even know, I really don't. Um, but just own that shit and be the best you can be at the end of the day. Everybody, you wasn't put on here to, for everybody to like you. Everybody ain't gonna like you. Everybody ain't gonna like your music, but keep going, keep that confidence. I'm telling you, some people out here, some artists out here who people laughed at, who people said would never make it, and they are freaking millionaires, billionaires, you name it. They got a lot of, a lot of shit going on. Don't, don't let no one no stop you. Keep going. Keep it going. That's what I do. A door be closed on me. Okay, I find another entrance. It's okay. You can't stop. Keep it going. What advice would you give to artists who are struggling to find their purpose? Um, shoot. Definitely start, from, start over. Don't be afraid to start over. I know a couple people that's been doing music for 10 years. And they literally, I have people that's come to me and said, I'm proud of you. I don't know how you did it. I don't know what kind of favor you got. I don't know what it is, but I'm proud of you. I've been doing this for so and so many years and I still ain't popped or I still haven't got that song yet. Like, I'm proud of you. And I'm looking at them like, man, that's, that's crazy because I don't think about stuff like that. But just people like that saying that, I feel like if you have to start over, start over, rebrand yourself. Two changes, did it? Yep. Rebrand yourself, it's okay. It's okay, because what's for you is gonna clearly be for you still. Maybe it's not at the time you wanted it to be, but it's coming. So yeah, that would be my advice. Now, before we wrap up, you can go ahead and shout out to all of your people. Shout out to Flint, Michigan, 810 and this hoe. Love y'all. If you don't know who I am, it's me, Richie, a rich bitch. And yeah, follow me on all social media platforms. I am Richie Ree. Valentino overtime, yeah. Chanel cut, Michael Gucci vintage hat on God or Dior, but nigga having a chance with Richie Reed. Did you know that an estimated 124,000 tons of food scraps are thrown away each year in Montgomery County? Reducing food waste begins with you. Plan meals in advance, make a shopping list and check expiration dates. Cook the food you buy and cook smaller portions. Save extra food in reusable containers. Let's keep food out of the trash and aim for zero waste. Visit MontgomeryCountyMD.gov slash reduce food waste or call 311 to learn more. What's up, y'all? This is Clint Coley, and I'm the host of the Music is a Love Language podcast. Now, check this out. If you're a fan of music podcasts, then be sure to check out and subscribe to Music is a Love Language podcast. We are a podcast that has honest conversations about music all day, every day. If you like to argue music, this is the podcast you want to be listened to. And it's brought to you exclusively by the Revolt Podcast Network, anchored in hip-hop and powered by creators. Again, Make sure you guys follow and subscribe. Music is a love language podcast. I'm Clint Coley. Hope to have your ear soon.